Welcome to the Sunday Morning Podcast from Kingdom Faith Church in Worthing. This message is by Andrew Boyd. We've had a number of prophetic touches already, and I hope to be able to bring some of those back out to the fore in, in what I want to say. But my theme today is together. Can you just say the word together? Together. together. You're going to hear that quite a lot this morning because God has placed us together. We need one another. I need you. And oddly enough, you need me. That's <laughs> strange to say, but that's the way God's made us to be. God is love. That's not what God does. That's who God is. God cannot help it. He is love. He loves. He pours out love. He's also incredibly holy. And Both of those extremes, the extreme of his love and the extreme of his holiness, which are actually, I think, the same thing, are beyond us. We can can scarcely grasp that. But what God wants to do is he wants to pour his love into you. He wants to pour out his fullness into you. Now, that's beyond my imagination. It's beyond anybody's imagination. The fullness of God in us. How could that possibly be? But that's what he wants to do. Why? Because love always gives. So God wants to pour out his love into you, Norton and Viv, so that you can pour out the love of God into those that you meet so that it spreads around. It doesn't stop with us. But we need one another, and God has placed us together. Let's just say that word again, together. I said we'd be hearing a lot of that today. God has so much to give you. He has so much more to give you than he's already given you. Do you want to know more of his love? Come on, does anybody want to know more of his love apart from Tom? Good man, Tom. Well done, everybody. Of course we do. We want to know more of his love. And I want to read a couple of scriptures to you from what is one of my favorite books of the Bible. That's Ephesians There are some amazing passages of Scripture here. I'm not going to bombard you with loads today. That's good. But what what I'm going to give you is quality, all right? There is real quality here. Ephesians 1, verse 17. This is Paul. I keep on asking, and you can just hear him banging at heaven's door, that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the glorious Father, may give you the Spirit of wisdom and revelation so that you may know him better. I pray also that the eyes of your heart may be enlightened so that you may know the hope to which he's called you, the riches of his glorious inheritance in the saints. That's you, that's me, that's us together and his incomparably great power for us who believe. This is the most wonderful passage of Scripture, and I just want to unpack it a little bit, just a little bit, just a few words in there. I keep asking that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the glorious Father, may give you the spirit of revelation. Now, when that word you is used in the New Testament, most of the time it's plural. It's not singular. It's not just about you. It's about you. It's about us 
together. Nearly every time that word is corporate. It's about community. It's about God not just wanting to stop with you, Rory, but wanting to pour out his love into you so you can pour it out into other people. It's not just for me. It's not just for you. It's for you together. That's God's purpose in all of this. Together. Let's just say together. 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 Very good. Excellent. Come on. Thank you. Excellent. So I pray that the eyes of your heart, well, now I'm going to go back a bit, so that you may know him better. Let's just unpack that word know, because it's not knowing about. It's not having a book on your shelf. It's not having a sense in the background of what a thing is actually about. The word know means to know intimately through first-hand personal experience of a living relationship. That's the sense of the word know. Why do we reduce the gospel to a set of ideas? It's a relationship. It's a living relationship with a living God. This is what he wants for us, for you, for me, for all of us together, that we may know the hope to which he's called us, the riches of his glorious inheritance in the saints. You see, it's not about you. It's about you. <laughs> it's about you together, us together. How on earth, I don't even understand how God's, the fullness of who God is could possibly be seen in the church. That seems impossible to me, but he says it will happen. But if that's difficult, how could we ever believe that the fullness of God could be seen in one person? It's together that he's poured out. It has to be together. Wow, great scripture. So God has a great plan and a purpose for us. He wants to grow us together. That's plan A and there is no plan B. So let's just go on to another brilliant passage in Ephesians, Ephesians 3. Verse 16. Actually, I think I'm going to go a little earlier than this. No, I'm not. No, I'm not. That's Ephesians 4. I'll get onto that in a minute. You're running ahead of me. <laughs> Calm down. I'll get there. Paul says, you just listen to his heart again. I pray that out of his glorious riches, he may strengthen you. That's us together with power through his spirit in your inner being so that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith. And I pray that you, being rooted and established in his love, may have power. What's the next word? Together. Thank you. Together with all the saints to grasp how wide and high and long and deep is the love of Christ. And to know this love that surpasses knowledge, that you may be filled to the measure of all the fullness of God. Is there a better passage of Scripture than that? That's astonishing. It's just mind-blowing what he says. So let's just unpack it a little bit. Just a little bit. He talks about knowing. It's that same word, to know from first-hand experience, from your relationship with him. Not about him, but to know him. That's what he calls us to. That's the gospel. That's the great glorious hope we've got. It's not a religion. It's a living faith. That's what's exciting. Can't get excited about religion. I can get excited about that. 
knowing him. Wow, come on. Love it. I just love it. And then there's this word. That Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith. It's a little word and we can skip over it. But my goodness me, that word means for Christ himself to come and settle in you. To come and be established in you. It's not just you, it's you. To live permanently in you. This is not about a visitation of God. This is about the dwelling place of God. This is God living in you. God in us. The hope of glory. He lives in us. That's his heart for us. His plans and purposes are just beyond our ability to grasp them. And it, I think it just gets even better because the sense is of, of you together. And the scripture goes on. Ephesians 3 says in there, I pray that you may have the power to grasp. That word grasp, listen to this. This is If you get nothing else out of today, get this word grasp. Because in the Greek, this word grasp, which is about the nature of our faith, God is saying, Andy, lay hold of me. Get a firm Grip on me. This is about, this word means to seize. It's not polite. It means to arrest. Stop him in his tracks. Hold him. And God's saying, do that for me. Do that to me. Stop me in my tracks. Pin me down. Hold me. That's what I want your faith to be like. Lay hold of me. Appropriate me. Capture me. This word means overtake me, God says, and make me your own. That's the sense. This is Jacob wrestling with God. I will not let you go until you bless me. This is Jesus enduring everything because of the joy set before him. This is Paul saying everything else is just rubbish. I'm pressing on to take hold of that for which Christ has taken hold of me. That's the faith God looks for. It's not very English. It's impolite. It's pushy. It's assertive. It's demanding. It's confident. It's borderline arrogance. But God loves it. Lay hold of Him, He says. That's the faith He's looking for. So He says, come on, grasp hold of me. Just love it. And God's love to know him, to fully experience him, God's love flows to you and it is always intended to flow through you. If you think of love like water and you're a vessel and God's filling you with water, I tell you, if you don't, if you don't let it out, Norton, you're going to burst, mate. <laughs> Worse than that, actually, if you don't let it out, it's going to go stagnant. If we don't give away the love that God has given to us, we are going to stink and be fit for nothing. There'll be no fresh thing that comes out of us unless we choose to let it flow. So God calls us, puts us together to allow the love of God to flow from me to you, to you, to you, to you, to you, to you. That's, and then what happens is he fills us with more of himself. 
If you have a sense this morning that you just think, well, Lord, I haven't felt your love for a long time. Give it away. Give it away. God wants to fill you, but you have to empty yourself first. Yeah? So pour it out to him. So it says that we together, you together, may be filled with his love. As we love, he reveals his love for us. And we need to make room for it. So now, okay, come on. I know you've been very patient. Ephesians 4. You were nagging me about that earlier. Let's get on with it. Um, Verse 12. So God sets up the church. Why? To prepare God's people for works of service. Until we all reach unity in the faith and in the knowledge, the personal living relationship with God. Of the Son of God and become mature, attaining, amazing, uh, um, amazing, the whole measure of the fullness of Christ. Verse 15. So speaking the truth in love, this is how it works, okay? This is how this happens. Speaking the truth in love, we will, in all things, grow up into him who is the head that is Christ. From him the whole body, joined and held together by every supporting ligament, that's me and you, grows and builds itself up in love as you get stuck in, as each part does its work. This is how it works, okay? And his purpose is that the whole... I don't understand it. Does anybody here understand? Help me out. I mean... His purpose is that the whole fullness of who he is is poured out through his body. That's what it says. That's his purpose. That's plan A. There is no plan B. Amazing. God is love and love always gives. It always builds up others. And God has spoken fruitfulness over our lives. He's spoken fruitfulness over your life. A very wise man who's sitting in the corner over there once said to me, how would you define prosperity? Prosperity is fruitfulness. It's not just wealth, stuff. It's how effective has my life been in giving away what God has given me. So here's one of the prophetic elements of this morning. It's your breath in these lungs. That's song. Unfortunately, because of cadence, the emphasis becomes breath, but actually it should be your. Because it's your breath. You gave me this breath. You gave me the red blood vessels, the white blood vessels. I'm just dust. The air that I breathe is given to me by you. However, all of that dust and blood and air is organized in this body to form whatever talents and abilities It has, Lord. They all come from you. And let them be to your glory. Do you want that, folks? Do you want what God has put in you uniquely that he cherishes and loves? You bring a smile to his face. It's not just the breath. It's not just the blood. It's not just the, I don't know, the dust. It's what you've done with it that brings a smile to his face. He commands fruitfulness over your life and he does it gladly because he's love he just loves the fruitfulness in your life but a tree produces fruit so that the tree can replicate itself 
God has put his life in you so that his life can be replicated through you. The fruit is not for the tree. It's got to be consumed for the DNA of that tree to spread. For that tree to reproduce itself, the fruit has to be consumed. So the fruitfulness in your life is not just for you. It's not just gimme, gimme, gimme. You know this. It's give it away, 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 give it away. I just want you to be blessed by the fruitfulness in my life. So that whatever God has given me that inspires me, whatever fresh bread he's given me, I want to pass it on to you. And you want to pass it on to others. I know you do. Together. You can't do it on your own. How can you love on your own? It's together. You are needed in order to build up others. You are needed to speak the truth in love. Never just truth. Truth, truth will, will scorch the earth. It's in love. It's in consideration. It's prayerfully. It's thoughtfully. It's with kindness. It's with compassion. But I need you. And God's made it that you need me. It's how it works. So we're to grow in love. And for that, we need to be with others. We need a context for giving. And that's what our small groups do. That's why we have them. They're not small because they've failed. <laughs> they're small by design. They're small because they're meant to be intimate. They're meant to be a place where you can enjoy one another, where you can be real with one another, where you can open up and share, where there's room for you to be heard, where there's room for you to give, where there's room for you to develop your spiritual gifts. It's not about attending. It's about being part of something together. And that's why they're small, and that's why we have them. It's all to do with what it says in the Scripture. You know, we all need human warmth. We need one another to keep us warm spiritually. On our own, well, we know, don't we? What happens if we're on our own? We get cold. We know what happens if we stop praying, if we stop worshipping, yeah? We're just left with our own company, and I don't much just like my own company. I like the company of God's presence, and I like the company of God's people, and I need him, and I need you. The enemy knows this, which is why he works so hard to isolate us. He works like a lion. Lions are lazy. They look at a, they look at a flock they look, or a herd. They look for the weak. They look for the young. They look for the vulnerable. They pick them off. They lie in wait, and they go for the easy kill. The enemy is just the same. Don't give them the chance. We need one another. God calls us to be faithful friends together. And I just want to encourage all of us in our small groups to make that choice to be more faithful to your friends. If you see a need, might be a practical need, well, reach out and meet it. If you see what you think is a, a spiritual need or what are they doing? Well, pray. Don't just run in. Pray. Lift them up. Hold them in your heart. Bless them in your heart. And then maybe when the Lord's ready, have that quiet word, not in the group, have that quiet word. Be faithful friends to one another. It's a choice. It's his breath in our lungs.
It says in Romans 11:36, for from him and through him and to him or for him are all things. Everything comes from him. Everything you have, the gifts and abilities you've developed, your talents, all came from him. Yeah, you've done a good job with them, but it came from him and it's for him. So let's find that context to give who we are back to him. How do we do that? We can do it in worship, but we do it with one another. How do I love God? By loving you. If I don't love you, Jesus says, well, how can you say you love God when you don't love your brother who you can see? If you tell me you love me, love somebody I love. Show me that way. Be practical in the way you love me. Be practical in your worship. So, God's plan and purpose for us is together. So we have these small groups, places to share passion, enthusiasm, places to love one another, places to be together. And we've got seven groups. Count them, seven. In fact, you can actually make them more than that. There are more than that. We've got three where the Spirit Bible reading groups. The where the Spirit is just brilliant. If you want to get stuck into the Bible, how many people have done this? Not enough. It's brilliant. Absolutely brilliant. It's so well organized. It's so thoughtful. And it's so great for life application. We've got three of those. We've got one breakthrough prayer group. Come on. Fantastic. We've got a community outreach group. And I just love the work that those guys are doing. It's a fabulous work with the homeless. There's a young adults group. And that's a place of real friendship. It's a place of great encouragement there. We've got a group called Enjoying Everyday Life. Brilliant. And that focuses on the positive and practical upbuilding, things like Joyce Meyer DVDs. Really good stuff to help us in the way that we think positively about things. We also have groups for living in freedom every day. That used to be called the Freedom Course. Change the name. We have Alpha. We've got a group for men that just got started. Well done, Kai. We've got a group for marriage, which we heard about earlier. And we'll talk about these ones at another time. And it's just possible that you're sitting there with an idea thinking, wouldn't it be great if we had a creative writing group? Wouldn't it be great if we had a cycling group? It really doesn't matter what that passion is. It doesn't have to be the Bible. What it has to be is a place where we share life together. That's all. That's the point of it. It's that place of connection with one another. If you're sitting on an idea, you might think it's half-baked, but if you're thinking, well, what about, have a word with me. All right, let's just talk about it. Let's just see what could be. And we're talking about here now from April coming. So we've got groups that are currently set up. We're going to be signing up for those later on in a minute or two. But let's hear what the group leaders have to say because I think it's really important that we catch their hearts. They're doing this because of a passion. And I tell you, from visiting these groups, they're doing such a good job. I'm always so bowled over when I come back from, from just spending a bit of time just to see the connections that are happening. Anyway, enough from me. Caroline, Andrea, everybody who's a group leader here, please come on out. Come on, welcome them. These guys do a fabulous job, and they do it for you, and they do it for love of God. I want you to give them a clap again. I know they haven't spoken yet. They are brilliant. 
Andrea, tell us about your group. Yes, so um, our group is called Breakthrough Prayer. And actually, it says it in the name already. We pray and we break through. Um, so we had um, a last year, yeah, we had this small group as well. Um, and we prayed, we studied what prayer is. We will continue to do that. It will look a little bit different, but the outcome will be breaking through in prayer. So if you are wondering how to pray, maybe some of you, or if you really want to pray for whatever is on your heart, um, or you want someone else to teach how to pray, you know, it is a group where everyone is welcome. And it's not just pray, we chat, we do life together, we have fun. Um, so yes, very good. So um, it is a Wednesday evening at 7.30 and it will be starting at Monica's house. I don't know her address, but if you sign up, um, I will tell you the details. Um, but also, if you have been last year, it was an amazing time every Wednesday evening. And you want to come this time again, take someone else with you. So you just are, I, I, I'm looking to all of you who are have been there last year. So just think about a person you want to uh, invite so we can all pray together. It's not just five people. I want to see a, a little bit bigger small group. Okay. Let me put That's you it. on the spot, Andrea. Can you give us an example of breakthroughs that you've achieved? Yes, it was one evening. On. It was amazing where we um, um, somehow started to prophesy over each other. You remember? And and a lot of us, five, six, seven people, had never prophesied in the group, like or where hesitating to prophesy or getting words from God or encouragement and we did that for each person and it was incredible like that evening was like an amazing evening when we just had words from God for each other we were so encouraged after that I still have the paper with everything we've we've talked about so yeah that was breaking through in that brilliant thank you Caroline is now running two where the spirit groups why why are you putting yourself through that? Because I love reading my Bible. Um, I love to share what God is saying today and um, as a group. And also, um, I just love to encourage people. And when we come together as a group, um, God just, he's just right there. He steps oh, yeah. right in. And um, Andrea, uh, you read from Psalm 91. And on Wednesday, we were reading from Psalm 91. So God is with us wherever we are as a family yeah. and, you know, being together. So, so that's why I like... Um, leading a way of the spirit group and so um, on, a, on a Wednesday afternoon um, we will be starting um, times of refreshing so what this is this is a guide to reading our bible um, and we will be looking at um, revival and Jesus the Messiah and um, basically it's just um, encourages you to read certain passages and we discuss them and God gives us a revelation and it's just you know it, God's love is just there all the time. And I spoke to a lady um, last week and I just said, you know, I asked the group, you know, why, why do you like coming to the group? And the lady said, well, I just come and I just forget everything that's happening um, out in the world and what the things are happening in my family. And we just come together and we have such joy um, and it's just, well, fantastic. <laughs> Um, so I, I would like to invite you. So it's a Wednesday afternoon in Broadwater and there is an evening group which is run by Sandra but I'm not too sure at the moment when that 
You're not okay. So um, anyway, we send our love to Sandra because we're not quite sure when she will start that again. Um, yes, thank you very much. And please speak to me. I'm doing coffee and I can answer any questions. Are you still planning to run one morning and one afternoon one? Yes, I, I am in the morning, but the morning is quite busy at the moment. But I would never turn anyone away. <laughs> wow. I mean, that's this is popular demand. Okay. So we've gone from a morning to extend it to an afternoon. Sandra is running another group. And if you've never done it and you think, is it just a lot of theology? Can I spoil your book mm. a sec? Mm. No, it's not. It's reality. And it's living faith. And, and everything, everything in here works on the basis of you read a bit of scripture, you think about it, and then you apply it to your life. So for, I'm just straight off the top of my head. This is from the book of Joshua. Note Joshua's rebuke in 18.3 and see if it says anything to you about the call on your life. It's all practical and relevant. It's all grounded in reality. So really strongly commend it to you. Sophie, come on, so, young adults, tell us. <laughs> uh, so we're young adults and we meet on Wednesdays instead of Tuesdays now, uh, 7.30 to 9 at my house. And I was just um, really praying about this and lions have come a lot today um, I, and just God gave me this vision of him at the front and then me with him and then all of the young adults together and I just really believe that it is our time to like kind of progress into all that God has for us and um, to not hold back and to really kind of grab how what it means to be an overcomer what it means to be more than a conqueror and I was just thinking about Romans 8 where it says if God is for us who can be against us and I just really was like, yes, let's have it. Um, so, yeah, that's what we're going to be talking about. And it's great because we can encourage each other and pray for each other. And as everyone was saying, we're in it together. There is no one left behind. There is no one left out. So if you're a young adult and you want to come along, it will be awesome. So, yeah. Brilliant. Just before you pass that to Terry, can you think of an example? Because this is your second season yes, of a practical encouragement that happened in the um, first season. So we've had Emily in our group. Sorry, Emily, I'm going to embarrass you. Um, and just to see, she said to me the other day that she was just really encouraged how we pray for each other um, and just how we really encourage each other. And that was really encouraging for me as a leader to just see that and just how we've been praying for each other, you know, um, Steve hadn't got a job. We were standing for a job. He's got a job now. He's got somewhere to, somewhere to go. Like he's in Croydon. He's settled. And we've just been really praying for that. And just very various other things that have been happening, like um, finances, and just there's been one thing after another. And I believe it's just gonna carry on. So yeah. That is brilliant. Brilliant. Come on. <laughs> Terry, tell us about your outreach group, community outreach. That's exactly what it says, community outreach. Uh. We're out there. Um, we do two parts. We do a winter night shelter. Um, that it will finish in March, and we will be back out on the streets feeding the homeless, talking to them, praying for them, etc. Um, we want to expand this, so we're not just doing it on one night. Uh, we want to do perhaps another night, and perhaps get people out um, during the day. It doesn't have to be a, a big thing during the day, just a couple of people in groups, um, just meeting the homeless, talking to them, and perhaps buying them a cup of coffee. This is what we want to do. We've extended it now. We actually go into a couple of care homes uh, where we, um, 
with the help of the worship group, we sing and uh, just do a service for, for those who can't get out and about. Um, but we do need you for this. Okay. We need numbers. Yeah. And Jesus said, uh, what you do for the least of these, you do for me. Yeah. So if you want to do something for Jesus, not for yourselves, then come and join. Very good. Um, Very good. It's just one minute. Um, Kai and myself are heading up a freedom course. Come on. And I just want to say, if any of you haven't done a freedom course, please do it. It is a life changer, so please, please do it. Brilliant, Terry. Okay, you've just... Im- no, don't go away. Don't go away. No, no, no. You just embarrassed somebody, Terry, so it's time you got embarrassed back. You look at this man... And you just see what God's done in his life. And it's, this is a man who chooses to give away the little he's got, but he gives it away. He gives it away in loving people. He gives it away in faithfulness. He gives it away in service. And I just want to say to you, look how he's grown. Look at the growth in his life. It's truly remarkable. It's incredibly encouraging. If you want to know more of God's love, give it away. If you want to know more of God's power, give it away. Take the risk. Pray for people. Step out in faith. And it's so important. Gosh, it's, I can just, just hear heaven going, come on, church. We keep asking God to come and inhabit. And God is saying, but I want to break out. Give me away. Give me away. Get out into the community. Do something. Love practically. Care for people. Spend time with them. When you spend time with them, it's inevitable the hope that's inside of you is just going to bubble up. The faith that's inside of you is going to bubble up to the point where people are going to go, why are you doing this? I want what you've got. But they're not going to get to that place until we spend the time. We need to sow time in order to reap a harvest. So let's please, for the sake of the gospel, which is all about go, not just bring them, it's about go, let's let's get involved and actually we'll know, we'll be filled with more of the fullness and the love of God than we could possibly contain on our own. Give it away and God will give you more. The last thing I want to say, in terms of the prophetic content from today, which Andrea brought. Sorry, that wasn't meant to be, which Andrea of all people brought. It wasn't meant to sound like that. (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) Was this notion that actually we've got our backs. Okay? God has placed us with eyes in the front of our heads. You need somebody to have your back. We're not always strong. Sometimes we need help. Sometimes we need encouragement. We need that support. We just need somebody bearing with, with us in love for those days, weeks, months, or even seasons when you're just a bit off, right? That's what small groups are for. Somebody to have your back. Somebody to care for you. Somebody to think about you. Somebody to be praying for you. Somebody to the least of, least of which they can do is have a word. But it's the prayer and the care that are the biggest elements of that. So get yourself in a group 
so that somebody gives somebody the right to have your back for you. Give somebody that right and choose to be the faithful friend that other people need. It's not just about filling time. It's about seeing the fullness of God come and live in and out through his body. Thank you for listening to this Kingdom Faith podcast. We trust it's been an encouragement to you. For more information and resources from Kingdom Faith and our other audio and video podcasts, please visit www.kingdomfaith.com.